Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show podcast, whatever the hell you want to call it, on a very hot day here in the UK. So we take our clothes off and we dress down. I want to thank everybody who is driving, joining me live on YouTube right now, youtube.com forward slash the middle report rules, or you just search for Simon Miller. If you could go and subscribe to my YouTube channel, that would rock because more people come and join every day. And thank you very much to those who do. Also, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram at SimonMiller316. What else is going on? I got new merchandise, Big Cartel. No, SimonMiller.BigCartel.com. Got some brand new kind of different 8x10s that I will sign. I got wrestling t-shirts. Again, if you are on YouTube, there's links in the description below. Just click and have a check out. As you can on my Patreon, patreon.com forward slash SimonMiller316. That's how I make all of this possible. And as always, a quick shout out to everyone that has joined. Thank you so much. And even if you are listening to this, if you could head over to Patreon, just give me $1. That's all I ask for, $1 a month, which is what, like 70p or something like that. It allows me to do so much more with the podcast, which is my plan going forward. Going to try and introduce new elements, make them grow, make them involve. More people are listening. More people are watching. And unfortunately, the way to do that is to have financial backing. I've got a bunch of patrons now who do that. If you could throw in $1, that would absolutely rock. I think that's the long and the short of it, really. Well, this is it. We're in a post-stomping grounds world, which I imagine is, a, is of, of huge satisfaction to a lot of people. And I'm also going to guess, oh, I didn't say as well, of course, if you want to ask any question, if you want to say anything, if you want to get heard on Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show and you're live on YouTube right now, use the super chat. There's a little dollar sign there at the bottom of the chat. Use it. I will read out and ask any question that you ask. I'll, no matter what you say, I'll read it. If I don't, if I think it's morally offensive, I'll tell you. But I'll read it, and that is really bad. You know my point. You want to ask a question? Please do use the super chat. Uh, right? Yeah, I don't think anybody expected after Stomping Grounds to see the Undertaker pop up on Raw. The last time we saw him was at Super Showdown, which was only like two, three weeks ago. So it's not like that. It was you know even I've done it. Undertaker returns to Raw, and I'm like, well return or took a mini hiatus and, and and now is there but yeah he came out as shame it was shane mcmahon shane mcmahon and drew mcintyre in a two-on-one handicap match essentially beating down roman reigns and that's all they did that is all they did they just beat the crap out of roman reigns for three minutes we got the bong the lights went out they came back on the undertaker was in the ring he magically pulled shane mcmahon into his hand that was weird wasn't it, it was like a magnet shane went Neep. I talk about that on Ups and Downs, which again, 2 p.m. today. Make sure you head over to What Culture Wrestling so you can watch Ups and Downs live with me for Raw. You know, and just way, laid waste to both of them. Him and Roman, and Roman Reigns was selling the whole time. It was, it was one of the most unexpected things I've seen on Raw in ages. <laughs> I mean, don't, look, don't get me wrong. I hate everything with Shane McMahon right now, as we've talked about. Again, not necessarily because of Shane McMahon, because it's just too much. However... The power of nostalgia, even with someone like The Undertaker, right? Which, I, I don't like taking shots like this. I don't mean it how it sounds. But obviously right now, The Undertaker, his, his status or his stature took a little bit of a knock after Super Showdown and the Goldberg match. But even here we are, 14 days later, two weeks later, whatever it is, a bit more than 14 days. He appears from Raw. You've got the surprise element. You've got the shock, which always helps. But there he is, and everyone goes crazy. And I went crazy too. I absolutely... There's no point in telling otherwise. It's the best segment I've seen with all these guys involved since they started feuding. I absolutely loved it. Shout out to Ibanai in the super chat. Always supporting the podcast is Ibanai. So shout out to him. Who says that works. So he has to listen later. Hand of heart. That does suck, my friend. But that's the good thing about these podcasts. You can watch it on here in the archive. You can watch it live. Or you can watch it via podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud. Loads of stuff. I'm going to turn my fan on again. I don't like turning the fan on a podcast. I don't think you'll be able to hear it, but if you can, I do apologize. Shout out to Podcast in Stone. Hand on the heart. Bray Wyatt is coming. I'm excited. Who is his target? He is coming. I'll talk about that in one second. Uh, he's second on my list today after The Undertaker. So yes, Podcast in Stone will definitely address it. But it's amazing the power that nostalgia has. And every time The Undertaker does turn up, the worry that I have, I mean, just go and look at the crowd. I think they were in Everett, Washington last night. Just go and listen to the crowd. Obviously, you get the surprise factor. Always, like I say, always has to be taken into account. But they go absolutely crazy. 
because it's The Undertaker, right? It's a bona fide superstar. And I don't think we got that re reaction for Becky Lynch, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns. Nobody got it. The only person that got it is The Undertaker. And that really is something that WWE needs to address. I don't know whether this ties into the Goldberg thing and Undertaker's come back sooner than he usually would because he wants to get that out of everybody's memories as soon as possible. And let's face it, it's not the worst idea in the world. But it's still, even The Undertaker and what they're doing here ties into the bizarreness of Raw right now. That's the other thing. Like We, we couldn't even get away uh, from it there because obviously Roman Reigns is helped out by The Undertaker, the dead man, the phenom. And then just an hour later, Michael Cole tells us, oh, that match has now been made for Extreme Rules, the next pay-per-view, which is four weeks away, by the way, the big four. It is going to be The Undertaker and Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre and Shane McMahon. And I'm like, why has that been announced already? Like, why was The Undertaker there? Why does he hate Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre? Why is he helping Roman Reigns, who basically retired him at WrestleMania 33? There's so many questions. And I know that WWE can still answer them over the weeks that we've got coming up. But why couldn't we have built to this? Why couldn't it have been left out in the ether about what may potentially happen Next week or two weeks, you know, why, why couldn't it have been that? Why couldn't there have been some reasons? Maybe Roman Reigns doesn't want a team with The Undertaker. I mean, I assume he does now, but I think you could have done something at least for a couple of weeks where maybe Roman Reigns is a bit hesitant, doesn't trust The Undertaker because of everything that's happened, as opposed to just shoot an angle and then a month out from a pay-per-view go, oh, by the way, we're going to get that at the pay-per-view. That's really weird to me. I remember when, why tune in to next week? All you really need to do, if that's the way you're going to book the shows, is tune into the go-home show before uh, but, but before the pay-per-view, and they'll just tell you everything, because nothing else ties in. It is so, so strange. Uh, shout out to Ryan Evermeet in the super chat. He said, did you see Abby behind The Miz? Not only did I see Abby, Ryan Evermeet, I also saw uh, Mercy the Buzzard when Kofi Kingston was in the back. I watch Raw, so you don't have to, and I watch it damn hard. But yeah, I'm going to talk about Bray Wyatt in one sec. Uh, but I did see it. I thought it was cool. Uh, Richard Dalloway, he says, just a tip of the hat to the tank top man. <laughs> and I don't usually wear tank tops. It always makes me feel a bit uncomfortable. You know this if you watch my vlog series, but it's too hot today. Like I say, I'm under massive studio lights. Um, I got the fan going, and I'm still boiling. So it's not T-shirt. Well, it is T-shirt weather, but you know, if you can take off those sleeves, we should do it. Shout out to Stephen Goodwin in the super chat who says, "Huge thank you, um, huge, huge thank you to you for being the most polite and down-to-earth wrestling YouTuber out there. You are a true inspiration, and watching your journey has been a treat. That is a lovely thing to say, my friend. Thank you, Stephen. Uh, you humble me." genuinely, you, again, you make me stumble over my words, which I don't usually do. So thank you, my friend. I'm glad I could bring you any entertainment that I can. And thank you very much for being there with my journey as well. It's, uh, it's a crazy thing to go on, but it's been a lot of fun. I wouldn't be able to do it without good guys like yourself and everybody else in the chat right now and listening at home and all around the world, as they say. So thank you very much. So the question is now, what the hell even happens with Undertaker at, at Extreme Rules? Is he back for good? Like, take that. Is he... Is he just coming in for a one and done because they need to boost attendance figures? Obviously, Stomping Grounds didn't have the best, you know, not a lot of people went. Does it tie into a Roman Reigns thing? I mean, there's just so many questions. And I, get, I want them to be answered, and that's fun. I just find it crazy that he comes back and all of a sudden he's got a match. And I get it. It's to make people talk about it like this. I'm now advertising Extreme Rules by proxy. But it was a great moment, and really, we need to start building more stars like that. I know it's not easy. Of course it's not. But when you hear the reaction to somebody like The Undertaker compared to everybody else, it does make you go, oh boy, that's what we need all the time. We need that reaction. We need that guttural instinct. Oh my gosh, there he is. How we get there, I don't know. You know, that's, that, that's the big question. But he did come back on Raw. I did like it, as I say. It's the best thing that I think the whole Shane Drew Roman thing has done. Just for the, ah. Uh, and you can't do that all the time, but I think if you have it on the cards, you should at least try. So, yeah, I mean, let me know what you think in, in the super chat and stuff, and, and we, we can read those out. Jeffrey Pridemore has done that hand on the heart, and he says, Shane has already taken both The Undertaker and Roman to their limits. He is the best professional wrestler in the world, after all. That's such a good point, because Shane McMahon only lost to The Undertaker at WrestleMania 32, because he jumped off the hell in the cell. If he hadn't have done that, don't forget, he was pounding The Undertaker. And yeah, he smashed Roman Reigns to bits at Super Showdown. Shane McMahon, on the pegging order, is higher than Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. So if he can get his win back, maybe, maybe WWE are just booking this, so Shane McMahon can get his win back over The Undertaker. You didn't think about that, did you? Imagine, can you imagine the rage if that went down? Uh, very strange all round, though. Very, very strange all round. 
Um, Sean Gahan in the super chat says WWE announced take extreme rules to try and avoid poor ticket sales coming off stomping grounds in my opinion also keep up the great work thank you Sean you're right as we just said I totally agree I think it's been it's a preemptive attack to make sure nobody thinks this is a growing trend so they're like let's jump on it let's get the Undertaker involved I really don't mind that I don't in fact after watching the Goldberg match at stomping grounds I think taking the Undertaker and putting him with quote unquote young guys I would call Roman and Drew more established guys and putting him with a Shane's not necessarily the best idea in the world. Um, but, you know, that's much better than putting him against legend versus legend. I think the legend versus legend matches need to just be laid to rest for a little while uh, between the Shawn Michaels and the Undertaker thing. Now, it's not their fault. It's not. It's just one of those things that happens. But yeah, now I think it would be best to use the Undertaker's star power and to use the Undertaker's drawing power to ensure the current crop of wrestlers that WWE has that need a bit of a kick up the rear end can benefit from that. And look, on paper, that's what WWE is doing. I like all of this. It makes me far more interested in that feud. It was just the reaction, right? I just couldn't believe the difference in reaction between everybody else on this show and and, and The Undertaker. Uh, Jacob Donnelly, hand on heart. I can't believe you called the Seth and Becky Lynch mixed tag team extreme rules, lol. I did, man. I did call that, and I'm proud. I'm really, really proud. Like, if you didn't watch Ups and Downs for Stomping Grounds, you can go watch that now. Over now, What Culture Wrestling. Make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling if you haven't already. I'll be over there all the time. I, I, I don't think it makes me any... I'm, I'm not... It's pretty obvious, I thought. I appreciate it anyway, Jacob, so thank you. But as soon as they'd done that and the way it ended and the way they were pushing Seth and Becky so much, like Michael Cole, do you know they're in a real-life relationship? I was like, okay, I get it, Michael Cole. Wrestling ain't real. <laughs> I'm aware. You don't have to beat me over the head with it. And I take this, they're in a real relationship. But I assume they were going to do that. How that's an extreme rule, I don't know. But I will hold off my... I've rebranded extreme rules. But I've rebranded it on ups and downs. Again, 2 p.m. So 50 minutes time over on What Culture Wrestling. Tune in with me. I'll be there in the live chat. And you can, uh, you can see what I've done. I'm quite proud of it. Right, let's talk Bray Wyatt because a few people have asked. Yes, a lot of people didn't see it, but that's cool. That's why it makes the mystery even more fun. Like I say, in two different segments on Raw, when Miz was walking to Miz TV backstage and when Kofi Kingston was hanging out backstage, you did see Mercy the Buzzard and uh, Abby the Witch just hanging out. Like, Abby the Witch came out of a curtain. I think Mercy the Buzzard was behind a crate or something like that. And it begs the... I mean, we didn't get a Firefly Funhouse this week, which is the first time in, what, two months? If not a little bit longer. And that's a shame. However, the teases were still there. And a part of me probably thinks that we Bray Wyatt was scheduled or at least penciled in to come back on this Raw, maybe even in the Undertaker spot. Don't know. But they went with the Undertaker instead. And that, that's the best thing to do. If you make the call to bring back the Undertaker, do not bring back Bray Wyatt as well. That's already happened once. Was it WrestleMania 31 when those two clashed? Let's not clash again. We can get through the next few weeks. It's not great because momentum and capitalizing on people's perception and excitement is really, well, it's important in no matter what you're doing. But I would much rather they didn't do that and they haven't. So I think that's really, um, I think that that was the right move to make. But the question again is, what does this mean? Because a lot of the theories for the Firefly Funhouse um, were that it was all happening with inside Bray Wyatt's head. And that's why you could take all of the characters or the puppets and assign them to Bray Wyatt characters from the past. So you had, you know, Mercy the Buzzard. I've got confused which is which now. Obviously, Sister Abigail the Witch is Sister Abigail. Rambling Rabbit was all the criticism that Bray Wyatt used to face. That he would just say all this stuff in the mic and it didn't mean anything. Uh, the big pig was Husky Harris. And I guess Mercy was, was Bray. I, I've forgotten now. I, I used to know and I've forgotten. But now they're out in the wild. You know, we've now seen them as part of a real-life wrestling show, for lack of a better term. They are not just figments of his imagination trapped within this bizarre kids' TV show that he's fashioned for himself. It's not the end of the world because you could probably just forget about that if you wanted to. Well, that, that sucks, but I just expect that from WWE now. If that's what they're going to do all the time, eventually I assume that's the that's the way we're going to go. But it does bring up, yeah, it, it opens a new door as to what this all means and how they're going to apply it to the ring, I guess is my point. Again, let me know in the chat what, what you think. What do we do with Bray Wyatt? Like we said last week, I'm still 100% behind the idea. Bray Wyatt storms into the ring and takes the belt off Kofi or takes the belt off Seth because I think it establishes them then as a top guy, which is what he needs. But in terms of how he takes everything we've seen, and becomes a wrestler with it and has a style with it. I don't know. I don't know what the answer to that is. I think that's going to be one of the most interesting things we find out in all of 2019. Because if you make it work, you're going to smash it. And I think you've got something with Bray. And if you don't, you're then worried. You're in that second album syndrome place. You think, well, we did this with Bray Wyatt. And now we're doing it again with the new version. 
you know, why can't we get this to work? Shout out to Frequently Fly in the Super Chat who says, WWE hasn't done a lot right lately, but they've booked Kofi Strong like an actual champion. They have. So many people thought he would have lost it, not just by now, but within a week. They thought it was going to be one of those quick turnarounds. And, you know, all the credit in the world to WWE because... Regardless whether you like his reign or not, there's no right or wrong. It's completely up to you. But he wins matches. He wins with his finishing move. I know he won by count out this week, but he won by count out by slamming that SOS on the ring bit outside the ring on the ramp. He looks strong and he's confident and he still retained that lovable baby face nature. He hasn't had to do anything different. So yeah, shout out to, to Kofi Kingston and WWE. I don't think he's the best title reign I've ever seen, but in terms of putting somebody in that position, he's doing great. He really is. Podcasting Stone in the super chat, hand on heart. When talking about creating stars, I think Bray Wyatt could be the next big one. His segments are getting big pops and he hasn't returned in ring yet. Goes back to what we were just saying. Absolutely. It's all about when we make this transition into the ring. I, 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 I'll say it again, just to re- reiterate it. It is the most important thing of 2019. We have something here. We can definitely do something with this, but it has to be treated with kid gloves, ironically. We can't have Bray Wyatt come back in and fail. He's got to come back in and he's got to absolutely smash it. No two ways about it. Um, I just hope that they do. And I hope we're not having a conversation like this where we go, oh man, it it, it didn't happen. Because I agree with you. I'm excited about Bray Wyatt. And I was never the biggest Bray Wyatt fan before. I had my own. I didn't like his entrance, but we've done that before. And my man Derek Arla in the super chat says, Don't worry, man. I feel you're on comfort. The heat index will be 100-ish degrees, 38 to 40 Celsius here in Texas. Good grief. I hope Bray goes straight to the main card and not sucked into this mid-card vortex. Totally, man. That's the other problem as well. So many people are just hanging out in the mid-card at the moment. I mean, Sami Zayn is there. Kevin Owens is there. You could argue that Kofi Kingston is there and that Universal Championship is taking priority as the Raw title usually does. Uh, which, I mean, Baron Corbin doesn't really feel like a main eventer. You know, we, we've talked about the issues there before. Dolph Ziggler's in that position. Uh, Samoa Joe is there. Ricochet is there. Oh, we could do this all day. I don't want to start listing wrestlers. But that's the issue. We, we need to define these cards more. Who are your top guys? Who are your middle guys? And I don't think it's being helped by the fact the wild card rule is now just dead. Thank goodness I did a funeral for it last week's on Ups and Downs. It wasn't referenced at all on Raw this week. And I don't even I didn't bother counting, but I know there were a lot of people. There was these three, because the New Day, Xavier Woods, and Big E were there, but they may count as one. Who knows? There's no rules. So I think we need the, the dual world champions aren't helping in terms of trying to establish who your top guys are and who aren't your top guys. Because when you have Kofi and Seth on the same show, both those belts lose their allure. Because you've got two well, The whole point is you're supposed to have a SmackDown champ and a Raw champ. Oh, why am I even bothering? There's no point. There's no point going down that, uh, uh, that path. But we will talk about the other strange decisions that they've made. <laughs> in one second i'll just give a shout out to derek again in the super chat always appreciate it hand on heart bray comes in after the mixed tag match at extreme rules attacks seth bray versus seth for SummerSlam with wyatt going over hell yeah you can do that till the cows come home why the hell not what i mean baron corbin would probably have to get oh no you said after it's over yeah so it's done let seth runs and becky lynch win that's what we want they're in a real real life relationship if you don't know and then just reintroduce Bray Wyatt and exactly head into the second biggest event in the year with him at the top, put him over strong. Seth still had a good title run for 2019. That's like six months, just under four months. But again, it's not like he's lighting up the world. There's no offense to Seth Rollins, but, but he's not. Great idea, Derek. I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. If you get a job writing WWE, I'll support you. Jeffrey Pridemore in the Super Chat. What do you think about doubling back to the Undertaker Bray feud with Bray standing tall in the end this time? I'd be all for it. As long as Bray wins... And you're putting him against in there against top guys, be that you know guys with world championships or someone like The Undertaker. No matter what The Undertaker has been through, he is still considered a legend. He still has a legacy. He's arguably WWE's greatest ever creation. And still beating him means something, even though I know it's a bit all over the place. And also, there's a built-in storyline there as well. If you talk about everything that happened at WrestleMania 31, and this is Bray Wyatt coming back and making it work, he feels better than he did before. And it's right there. The evidence is right there. Old Bray couldn't get the job done. New Bray comes in there and smashes it. I'm all about that. And then he needs to go on to that universal title of WWE. He's, if, when he comes back, he's got to be the champion by the end of the year. And I still think that's too long. Given the belt straight away, we never go all in with pushes. Let's start going all in with pushes. This ties into the, uh, the other thing I want to talk about. Uh, my, my notes have moved. There we go. So, dog out. scares the crap out of me. The dog outside just barked. Man, that got me. So, right, if you watch Raw this week, you will have noticed that there are a bizarre amount of new stipulations that have arisen. For example, you'll have one match, 
and then it will just transfer into another match <laughs> for no reason. The first one was the eight-man elimination tag team match, and as soon as Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan and uh, the New Day were gone, we reset so we could do the Usos versus the Revival. Later on, Kevin Owens was fighting Kofi Kingston straight after Sami Zayn had fought Kofi Kingston. Uh, what else was there? Uh, we had all the stuff with Nikki Cross, Alexa Bliss, Naomi and Natalia. That was two matches pushed into one. And the reason that WWE are doing this is because they've decided they don't want adverts anymore when the wrestling is on. Now, I know this is hard to comprehend. You're not alone. It's a bizarre rule. But they have decided that you can't miss stuff. You can't miss the in-ring action anymore because you wouldn't miss the in-ring action or the sports action on an actual sports show. And because Fox want a more sports-orientated product, they're now coming up with ways to experiment with that. And their answer is, well, we just won't have any wrestling during breaks. I'm all, look, I'm all for change and I'm all for trying something different. But the way they're doing this is nuts. It's nuts because you can tell when you watch this episode of the Raw, the hardest thing about it was you could see where this edict is now flowing through the show so no we're not looking for stories anymore we're not looking for narratives again keep an eye on what culture wrestling i've got a big video coming out about this i'm quite proud of it but we are booking to ensure that the storylines of the matches fits around the adverts that's the craziest thing i've ever heard in my life that is the craziest thing i've ever heard in my life like w i'm not mad at commercials you've got to be crazy to not understand commercials commercials make money that's why we have a third hour of raw and wwe needs to focus on them they're a business they're a business really before they're an entertainment product as most things are so we need the commercial breaks. But let's go back to the Attitude Era, you know, the time that everybody loves. From 1997, so we'll go 23 years, 22 years, WWE has been doing it fine. Not necessarily for the last nine years. I think in the last nine years, we've gone from do a suicide dive, cut to break, come back. But you can, there's two ways to do it. You can deliberately plan a down moment in a match and then cut away from the commercial. Or you can just finish a match, cut away, and then when we come back, we're at a different segment featuring different characters because it is a variety show. Because apparently if you're there live, all you get is a bunch of heels coming out, cutting bad guy promos, depending on the hometown they're in. So someone came out this week and said, oh, it's a hole, you know, I wouldn't piss here, yada, yada, yada. So you're not missing anything. You, so you, why can't you just have Baron Corwin put somebody in a chin lock? I know that that sucks, but it's, if the live crowd isn't getting anything anyway, it makes no sense. And when we come back, we can just show a replay and Michael Cole can go, oh, this is what you missed. The problem before is that you would miss when the heel got the heat on the face or the face made a comeback on the heel. And therefore, you couldn't be into the ebbs and flow of the match because you'd miss the ebbs and flow in the match. But the, the, going completely away from that and coming up with really strange stipulations, WWE is crazy. And look, I want to point out, I love WWE. I still love them. For all their flaws, I still love them. And I love watching them. And I still like watching Raw, even when it's crazy. But that doesn't mean we can't be observant and go like, what? <laughs> why, why have we done this? Why are we making the adverts more important than sensible storylines or a nav narrative that comes together? That makes no sense to me. Sean Gearhorn in the super chat, hand on heart. If you can string it out long enough, have Brock cash in at SummerSlam against Seth, then have Bray come out and attack Brock. These are all good ideas. These are all good ideas because you're involving the top titles and you're involving the top stars. Like if Bray Wyatt feuds with Brock Lesnar and wins, I don't ever see WWE doing that as much as I'd like it. But if you do, you just tell the audience straight away, please respect Bray Wyatt. Please treat him like a top guy. And that's all I want. Oh, I just want Bray Wyatt to be... Give him a proper opportunity. The only time that he got was that Randy Orton thing. And then we were at WrestleMania and we had sperm on the R-way. And we had overhead projector crickets or maggots, whatever it was, in the ring. No one get over that. Even The Rock would have struggled. Carrie Bonner in the super chat. You're the greatest YouTuber. Thank you so much. Thank you, Carrie. Put a smile on my face. That's, that, that's some hefty competition as well. There is a... Uh, there is a lot of <laughs> there is a lot of uh, uh, YouTubers on YouTube, clearly, obviously. So I'm just checking to make sure I haven't missed any super chats. And that's a lovely thing to say. Thank you, Carrie. I appreciate it. I just clicked the button on the super ch on the chat. I hope I didn't screw it up. I'll keep an eye on it. But yeah, so if you're wondering why, if you wonder that the two out of three falls thing that came from nowhere last week, that all ties into the adverts. As does the weird structure of this week's show, uh, and also why Seth and Becky are now. And now I think, let me know what you think about Seth and Becky. Like Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch, obviously, if you don't know, are in a relationship in real life. WWE has seen this and they're now bringing it to TV in Extreme Rules. Yeah, we're getting Seth and Becky versus Baron and Lacey. With the odd stipulation that if Baron, Corbin and Lacey Evans wins, they take all the belts. Which I can only assume means if Lacey Evans pinned Becky Lynch, Baron Corbin becomes Universal Champion, even though he didn't do anything. I ain't. 
But let me know what you think about it because I remember this is like a soap opera podcast now. When they, those two got together, everybody was really excited about it. You know, they loved it. And now I think it was always going to make its way onto TV because WWE loved everything with John Cena and Nikki Bella. And you can't do that for two reasons now. One, neither of those people are on the show. And two, they broke up. Don't forget they had a wedding proposal at WrestleMania. So WWE does like this stuff. And I'm not adverse to it. I just don't get this match. I've been way too negative today. I just want to let you know I'm not upset about anything. I'm still enjoying stuff. I'm just giving you my honest opinion. But I've, it's just because the, the individual feuds don't work. Like, Lacey has lost to Becky clean every time, and Baron Corbin has never come across as, like, a massive threat to Seth, and he's beat him He's beat him every time as well. So why now would you ever agree to a match? Also, it's not an extreme rule, is it? <laughs> That's not an extreme rule. I have a spin on this, but I'm saving it for my ups and downs because it's better. I've come up with it. Uh, shout out to Justin Cass in the super chat who's just thrown some money in the pot. Thank you, Justin. And Aaron said, instead of no wrestling during ads, make Raw two hours. Well, they could do that, but I can't remember the figure. I think if WWE got rid of their third hour, they lose about $10 million worth of ad revenue. So the third, um, the, uh, the third hour of Raw is here to stay. And it's established now as well, as much as that may suck. It just is. And when things are established, as much as we may moan and hate about it, they're harder to go away. Uh, but you never know, I guess. It's the resting. Never say never. My man Derek in the super chat. One more before work. Quick thought on the women's segment. I'm tired of women only. I'm tired of women only have stories based on friendship. Talk, talk soon, man. Don't melt. I'll try. I get hot in the cold. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I didn't. I just, why point pretend otherwise? I thought everything with Nikki Cross, Alexa Bliss, Naomi, and... Um, I can't remember which one I didn't say now, Natalia, I think. I mean, just what you've said there, Derek. Just what you've said there. It was just absolutely crazy. It was like a bunch of infighting, and then they just had two matches. It felt really weak. Nikki Cross looks like a right goof, because everybody else can see what's going on but her. Naomi was dressed as a bee. Natalia was dressed as a cat. Oh, it was, it was really it was just. I wouldn't even call it bad. It was just strange to watch. It felt like nobody knew what was going on, and I didn't know what was going on either, to, 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 to be... Um, to, to be completely honest, uh, Limelki KH2. I hope I got that right. But shout out to you who's just thrown some money in the super chat. Twice he's done that. So thank you, Lamel. I appreciate that massively. Um, and Jacob Dom, I think have I missed anybody? No, I'm good. Uh, and Jacob Domley has said, hand on heart, Jacob Domley. I would love to see a Bray Wyatt tease where random kids are scattered backstage and either Kofi or Seth ask them what's wrong and the kids emotionally say, let him in. That's how you start building that stuff creepy terrifying weird stuff that we can then come talk about on social media on here on everywhere that's the stuff that people like so hell yeah let's do stuff like that let's go all out with it just don't overbuild i think people are desperate to see bray white in the ring now so let's try and ensure that we um that, that we capitalize again capitalization on things is really imp- timing is so important and sometimes like when goldberg won the championship in 2000 and Three, 2004, he really should have won it at the Elimination Chamber, which I think was SummerSlam 2003. Maybe I'm a bit off there. He ran through everyone. He took out Shawn Michaels, Randy Orton, and someone else in about a second, and it was cool. But then Triple H got a sledgehammer and smacked him. I was like, oh. Then, you know, Goldberg did win at the next event, whatever the hell it was called. And he... It, it didn't feel... that It would have been much better if he had won there because he felt like he was dominating. That's a, weird, that's a weird example to pull out. But it goes to show that's what you've got to do now. Don't leave people waiting too long for Bray because the graph will start to go down. We've got to make sure we balance that out. Uh, Lamel KH2 in the Super Chat says, I'm so sick of the wildcard rule. Four people all in caps. Well, to be honest, my friend, the wildcard rule is dead. I just don't think WWE is going to reference it anymore. So, all right, if you don't watch Ups and Downs, go check out last week's. We've done a funeral for it. We buried it. We put it to bed. Now you just got to grieve. You've got to mourn, and eventually we'll get over it. That's what it's all about. It's all about just getting back to uh, where we need to be. Just realized I should have plugged my laptop in. I'll do that in a minute. QPR Forever said... WWE, oh, sorry, hand on the heart, QPR. Apologies in Super Chat. WWE played Spot the Crowd at the last pay-per-view. I need more, my friend. Drop me another comment in there. You don't have to put the super chat. I'll keep an eye out for you if you can. Uh, I don't know what spot the cr- spot the crowd. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I'll figure it out. Um, yeah, so let me know about the Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch thing as well. Do you like it? Do you not like it? Oh, look, Driven Dog in the super chat has just taken the words out of my mouth. Hand on heart for Driven Dog. Why use Evans and Corman? They're not Flair and Andrade. But that's the point, Driven Dog. Is this going to become a thing? Are we going to get to SummerSlam, for example, or maybe Survivor Series, 
which kind of works, even though the wild card rule and the brand split is dead. But maybe there we do Andrade and Charlotte versus Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. Maybe that's the WrestleMania match they've got planned for WrestleMania 36. I know you'll roll your eyes at that and you'll think, no way. I think WWE would presume that has money written all over it. I really do. In fact, I'm going to say it now. There is my almost year-out prediction. One of the main events, not necessarily the main event, is Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins teaming up, as long as, you know, in the real world, everything goes okay with both of them, taking on Andrade and Charlotte, maybe in another winner-take-all match. I've said it. There it is in my mouth. I'm throwing it out. I'm putting it in the, I'm putting it in the ether. We can't go back now. So if it happens, you can, uh, you can blame me. I'm going to lean over here. I'm going to start getting my, uh, my plug ready. It's all tied up. It's all tied up over here. And I'm going to lean down again. It's fun being on my podcast, isn't it? Nice and professional. Never forget anything. You see some of these YouTubers and they're just smashing it. Not Miller. I run by my own drum. <laughs> but that's why it works. That's why it works. What else have we got to talk about? Oh, we can talk about Braun and Bobby Lashley if you want. I don't necessarily think that we have to. The only thing I wanted to mention about Braun and Bobby Lashley is, is that I don't understand... Why did we take a break for three weeks with this? So we've got an arm wrestling contest before Super Showdown. Braun Strowman beats him single-handedly. And then we're now back to doing weird skits on Raw. Why didn't these continue? And why would Bobby Lashley get any opportunity when he lost? I don't get it. I don't get it. And I like those guys. I think we could do much more with them. They feel like afterthoughts at this point. It was just, it was, it was really strange. It was really strange. I enjoyed AJ Styles versus Ricochet. Again, we had the unfortunate problem that Gallows and Anderson came out. They tripped Ricochet. AJ Styles saw, and then he went, no, we're going to restart the match again, done for ad breaks. But look, it's AJ Styles versus Ricochet. It was really, really good. It was a non-title match. I Eventually, they're billed for a US championship fight. Probably do a tag team thing in beforehand facing Gallows and Anderson. That seems to be the direction we're going in. Um, but I can't get mad at a Ricochet versus AJ Styles feud in WWE. I think if we do get to the title match and we put it on something like SummerSlam, it will probably steal the show. AJ Styles is one of the best wrestlers ever. Ricochet is original and innovative and unique. That was a weird word. Innovative. That's hard to say when you're just rolling with it. And he'll smash it. They'll smash it. And it could be, if they're allowed to go, it could be, um, uh, you know, it could be. It really could be something to write home about. I sometimes think when you put guys like that in the same ring, the only thing that's holding them back is the quote-unquote WWE playbook. And sometimes you're allowed to deviate from that. I think that we should do that with AJ Styles. And I also think that AJ Styles should be used to give a huge rub to Ricochet. We were talking before about building stars. I know Ricochet isn't in the mold of your traditional WWE superstars, but he's so fun to watch. When I want to put on any kind of wrestling to get a non-wrestling fan involved, I find Will Ospreay or I find Ricochet. More so Ricochet because he works in WWE and the production is so good in WWE. And they always love him and they're always intrigued. And I think WWE can capitalize on that. And a great way to say, hey, we're going with him is to have him have a long US title run and beat AJ Styles. I admit it kind of sucks that he won the title and then he's losing 24 hours later. But he did lose to AJ Styles and we did get a proper finish. So I can't be too mad about it. It was a good finish too. I enjoyed it. Driven Dog in the super chat. When are we going to see a live reaction for what culture? On a live reaction for what culture? As soon as I can get up there, man. Uh, you know, a few people don't realize I actually live down south. Obviously, Newcastle is where what culture is based. I do the odd one here and there. Hopefully, SummerSlam. I'll talk to the guys and see if we can't try and arrange something for SummerSlam. That would be good. Um, or at some point in the future, yes. I, I love those guys. The, the, the more stuff I can do with them, the better. Uh, fingers crossed, right? Fingers crossed. And that was Raw. We had a crazy 24-7 title run as well. It went R-Truth, Heath Slater, R-Truth, Cedric Alexander, EC3, R-Truth in terms of wins and losses. I find it hard to hate the 24-7 title stuff, though, because, again, it's all about what you just establish and the rules that you introduce into the world. They've told me that it's dumb, and they've told me that I should just be entertained by it. And that's what they do each and every week. And our truth is so good at pulling this stuff off, I can't hate it. And I don't hate it. I smile every time. I'm not saying that I wouldn't rather see Cedric Alexander or EC3. I mean, there's a feud right there that I'd like to see. <clears throat> but if this is what we're doing, it, it, I do get a kick out of it. And week to week, I do feel like it ebbs and flows. Talking about ebbs and flows earlier. Look at the Drake Maverick wedding. That tied in. Drake Maverick came out, had a match with our truth, and he lost. Because he wasn't able to have sex after his wedding. That's what he said. Not able to have sex after his wedding. Not my words. 
Not my words. Uh, somebody has asked what time ups and downs for Raw are Australian times. I don't know. And I don't want to start getting into the time difference game because I'll get it wrong. It's always 2 p.m. BST, which is British summertime. You can go on Google and type in 2 p.m. BST in whatever Australian time is. I don't know. You have to forgive me. And it will tell you. And that's the best way to do it because Google knows more more than I. Uh, we'll have a look. Ch- I mean, there's not much to say about Stomping Grounds. I thought it was far better than expected. Again, you can get my in-depth thoughts over on what culture ups and downs I did on Monday. It was better than expected. I, I didn't mind Lacey Evans being the special guest referee because I thought actually there was logic there. I'm not necessarily over the moon about the tag team match that we get off the back of it. But Seth Rollins was going to beat up whoever the referee was with a chair. He's never going to do that with Lacey Evans, although a few lovely people on the internet insinuate otherwise. Always good to hear from them. It's not. Uh, <laughs> and, it, you know, he knew that Becky Lynch was his girlfriend, so there was a tie in there. It's, it's far smarter. It's a smart move by a heel, but also it, it did make sense. It did. There was logic there, and it's far better than Bobby Lashley coming out. I love Bobby Lashley. Don't get me wrong. I think he's underutilized again, like I said. But if Bobby Lashley had come out, you'd all go, oh, because boring. At least this wasn't boring. I'm not saying it was great, but it wasn't boring. Flame Inc. Live in the Super Chat. Will Brock not cash in time? First to not cash in. I hope they don't do that. I still love Brock Lesnar. It is better when he's on, uh, when he's on, uh, uh, what'd you call it? Weekly TV, don't know why I couldn't come up with that. But you, you need to keep the aura alive. And if he's so stupid, that, that would be two stupid moves by Brock Lesnar. One, he could have cashed in an episode of Raw and he'd be the champion right now. But also two, he, he just doesn't chooses not to cash in at all. No, you can't do that. I imagine he cashes in on October the 4th, which is the first SmackDown on Fox. I would imagine he cashes in then because he created a buzz. A title change is a big deal. Can't even remember the last time a world title change hands on TV. And I imagine Fox Fox probably already know. That would be my gamble. And that's fine. Uh, he'll probably lose it at WrestleMania, which sucks. It means six months without your world champion on TV. But who cares? World champions on both shows now. <laughs> it doesn't make a say. It doesn't make sense. Uh, yeah, the only other big takeaway that I thought we should talk about are two things on Stomping Grounds. I think it probably was the best pay-per-view this year, at least one of them. I'm not saying it was great, but it's far better than expected. I love Samoa Joe Ricochet. And as I've written down here, I think Daniel Bryan is, is brilliant. Daniel Bryan has refound his footing. Maybe he never lost it, really. But he's just, he's just so much fun. Just so much fun. He's, he's, he's brilliant. But I thought it was good. Uh, the cage match between Kofi Kingston and Dolph was okay. I liked the finish. I thought that was great when Kofi dived over. And yeah, the main event was sports entertainment. Not necessarily at its best. I thought it was all right. I think actually my favorite match, other than Ricochet Samoa Joe, was the pre-show. Who was it? It was Tazawa versus Nice versus Gulak. And Gulak won the Cruiserweight Championship. I thought it was really fun. I thought it was really, 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 really fun. So it was okay. It was a good show. It had some downs, you know, but... Mostly, I enjoyed it. Not everything has to blow me away. My, my real thing was what was going to happen on Raw. And I think Raw would have been a good show if they hadn't been forced into these bizarre ad breaks. That was the issue. That's what made it so difficult to watch. What are you going to do? Uh, right, let's talk about the, the, the miscellaneous stuff. Because I know most people want to hear this as well. If you didn't see, Seth Rollins before Stomping Grounds tweeted out that he's the best wrestler in the world. WWE is the best company. And they're all going to prove it. You know, they're all going to prove it in the next few hours. And he doubled down on this throughout the next few days. And look, man, all respect and pride to Seth Rollins. He's one of the best wrestlers in the world. He's a company dude, which I can appreciate and respect if he likes it there and he's having a good time. You know, round of applause. And he does prove it night in, night out. He does. He is up there. He is in the conversation. The problem was it soon descended into a big Twitter round. Because he said something like, name me someone else alive who does what I does. And Will Ospreay, which I quite enjoyed, just tweeted him going, I'm alive. His point being, you know, I'm going to stand up for myself as well. It then descended into just internet catcalling, as it always does. And Seth Rollins was making jibes about Will Ospreay's bank account, which was weird. And that he'd wrestled more matches, even though it turned out Will Ospreay had wrestled more matches than him. I actually thought all of Will Ospreay's replies were really good. He was far more balanced and far more weighted. Seth Rollins came off a little bit. Just, you were allowed to come off aggressive, but he came off a little bit too aggressive for me as a Twitter user, and that's probably just my personal taste. Whereas Will Ospreay, again, was far more just level-headed. But it's very strange, because then Baron Corbin was tweeting that he's had more matches than Will Ospreay, and Will Ospreay was coming back saying that's why Raw sucks. It's quite a good line, to be fair, in a Twitter feud. As somebody once taught me, the way you win a Twitter arguing match is one-liners, and that was it. That's probably why Raw sucks. Will Ospreay wins. And I... In one way, I don't. I quite like people coming out to defend WWE. 
I'm not saying that they deserve to be defended right now, because again, we've talked about the problems before. But as nobody else does, I quite like seeing a bit of fire and quite a bit of life from the person who is at the top of that company, right? And then he had people coming back at him. Okay, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Chris Jericho was also hilarious. I swear Chris Jericho just gets drunks and tweets. He was saying stuff like, Will Ospreay's bigger than you, Seth Rollins. And then he tweeted out a picture of the, the tug of war contest between Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman. Like, hashtag best wrestling company. That one was a little bit misjudged because some of Chris Jericho's best segments have been non-wrestling. Like the Festival of Friendship, when he played musical chairs. Uh, the This Is Your... No, the, uh, the, the Bob... No, what's his name? He did the game show, the other game show, which was amazing. I can't remember the host now, but that is one of my favorite Raw segments ever. So I'm sure Chris Jericho said that tongue in cheek, but I love how Chris Jericho will wind everybody up. I really, really do. And, uh, you know, I think Chris Jericho has made the best choice of his life joining AEW and able to stoke these fires. I think it's going to help everyone. Uh, 116 Gaming in the super chat says, not much, but here, have a good day from New York City. Man, all the way from New York. That's cool. Thank you, 116 Gaming. I hope you're having a good day too. Apparently, it's quite hot in New York as well. So I hope it's not too crazy. Uh, somebody, some random person has just thrown in some money in the super chat as well. But thank you to that. Uh, thank you to that too. So yeah, if you haven't checked it out, just go look at Seth Rollins' and Will Ospreay's and Baron Corbin's and Chris Jericho's Twitter feed. Um, you'll enjoy it, I think. Like, I don't necessarily think every tweet comes off in the way it was intended. And I, I totally respect the argument of some people saying, would Austin have ever done this? Would The Rock have ever done this? You know, is this Seth Rollins maybe playing down, for lack of a better term, to the Twitter crowd? Maybe, but Stone Cold Steve Austin The Rock didn't have Twitter. So it's easy to say that. And look, it's good. I like seeing someone come to bat for WWE. You don't have to agree with it, but everybody got AEW out there shouting and New Japan is shouting. Someone should be shouting for WWE. So yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. Again, you got Twitter, Twitter's free, man. Twitter's free and it's public. You can go read you can go read about it now. It was very funny. And of course, in a few days, we've got the Fighter Fest. We've got AEW's Fighter Fest, which is kind of coming across like, I don't want to say it's their their most low-key show to date because I don't really know what they're going to do. It's a Kenny Omega idea that's going to combine fighting, uh, gaming, sorry, and wrestling, fighting, wrestling. Uh, how that sort of, you know, transpires as a pay-per-view event, um, we don't know. But I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be fun. It's over here on pay-per-view in the UK. I think it's nine quid. I'm going to get it. Well, ups and downs for that, of course. AEW's getting bigger. But they don't need to do massive show after massive show. If this is a two-and-a-half-hour pay-per-view with a bunch of good matches that I enjoy... That's two thumbs up right there. Like, it really, 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 really is. So I'm excited. I'm, I think it'd be quite a good weekend. It's a nuts weekend. So we had Stomping Grounds on Sunday, then Raw, then SmackDown, then we move into Saturday night, and we've got uh, Fighter Fest. Also on Saturday night, don't forget, uh, Newcastle, built to destroy for Defiant Wrestling. Mate, go to their webpage right now, Defiant Wrestling. Put it into Google. Get all the things. If you're in the Newcastle area, come down. I think it's the Northumbria Student Union. That is it. The Northumbria Student Union. Come down. You can watch the first ever Ups and Downs match. That's right. We're doing it. That's how much of a goofball I am. Me versus Nathan Cruz. 15 minutes. One point for a pin. One point for throwing the other guy over the top rope. Vince Russo, eat your heart out. Um, but yeah, make sure you come down and check it out. Or you can watch it online. I think it's access.defiant or defiant.access.com. Again, go to Defiant Wrestling. All the information is there. I'd appreciate the support. And I'll also say, if you head over to Defiant YouTube's wrestling page right now, the whole match with me and Kirby has been separated into its own video. Please go check that out too, just for the hell of it. Uh, Driven Dog says, <laughs> please go on straight to hell with Ross Twiddle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, while I'm sure that would be a lot of fun, I love Ross, he's a good guy. I would imagine it would be a conflict of interest as well. But thank you, Driven Dog, I appreciate that. And shout out to King Ross, um, still smashing it with those what the fuck moments. WTF moments, sorry. Retract, retract. But yeah, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't hold your breath. I wouldn't hold your breath uh, uh, just yet. Right, as always, let's just make sure nothing crazy has gone down while I've been doing the podcast. It happened once. And ever since, ever since it happened once, I'm like, man, I've always got to check. Because if something... I'll change the title, if nothing else. Get those, uh, <laughs> get those clicks. I don't think anything's going on. We've got, obviously, the... Um, uh, what do you call it? The G1 starts soon, which will be exciting. Which Will Ospreay has now done a great job in, in building up. But no, I don't think anything has been going down since we began away. A lot of people talking about Seth Rollins, which I can completely understand. A lot of people talking about Drake Maverick. Fair play to Drake Maverick. He's really made something of himself. That sounds awful. He's really come into his own you know he, he took the opportunity apparently it was his idea to suggest they film something at his wedding and everybody loved it 
Everybody loved it. So I like Drake Maverick or Rockstar Spud as he's been over here in the UK. I got to interview him once when he was still at TNA and you could just tell he's, he's just happy to be doing what he's doing. And all these reports keep coming up about Shinsuke Nakamura that just say he's happy to be doing what he's doing. It just pleases me. Just does. Podcast in stone. The Twitter feud was fine until Seth brought up money. It doesn't make you better than man just because you have more money than someone else. I agree. Seth Rollins did make a jibe about his bank balance being bigger than Will Ospreay's, which one, wasn't the point to begin with. And two, Podcast in stone is right. Doesn't matter how much money you earn. As long as you're happy and you believe in what you're doing, it's nice to make loads of money. Like I say, I've got a cheap plug. I've got a patron. The reason I ask for money is because it makes my life... Well, it does make my life easier, but also I want to invest it back into my projects to make these grow. But I get it, but you're right. We didn't need that. We didn't need that there. Jason J in the super chat, hand on the heart, says, love your positivity and content. Keep it up. Thank you, Jason. Uh, Sometimes, especially recently, being positive is murky waters because everyone will go, oh, you're shill for dub. Even when you say, I don't like it, they just see... You, they see you put a positive spin on something. They're like, oh, you're a WWE shill and Vince McMahon is paying you and yada, yada, yada. If only, as I said before, if only Vince McMahon was paying. We're just talking about money. Pay me, Vince. I just tell everybody. Uh, but um, no, it's there. Uh, I don't watch wrestling to get upset. I don't watch wrestling to get mad. I also respect the hell out of professional wrestlers, which I always make sure I put into my content. Uh, as like I've said before, I'll never criticize a match from that move look crap. Because A, no one ever intends to make a move look crap. And also, they know when they made a move look crap. And they'll be beating themselves up more than anybody else. They don't need me to jump down their throat. So, um, yeah, I, I never do that. But I always try and stay positive. And even like, let's say Ups and Downs Today is not the most positive show ever. Um, but, it, but it is at the same time. Because I'm just observing and trying to put my own happy, positive spin on it. So I appreciate that, Jason. Thank you very much. It has become... I'm never going to stop. But every now and then, you're just a bit like, why is everybody... <laughs> Why is everybody so so mad at me? I just want to enjoy WWE. Is WWE the best it's ever been, Mal? No. Does it mean to make loads of changes? Yes. Do I hope they make those changes? Yes. Am I now going to stop answering my own questions? Indeed, I am. But I'm still going to hold out hope. And eventually, you're right. Some people go, oh, you're part of the problem because you're holding out hope. Maybe I am. That's fair. I'll take that comment, but it makes me happier in my own life. And that's more important to me than what happens in WWE. WWE is a third party that I have a passion for. And that's it. I'm not going to let it drag down my life. I'm really not. I'm really, really not. Right, let's answer some questions. Again, uh, if you want to ask, just throw them in the super chat and we will... And we will get to them. Christian Brown says, no questions today. Just want to thank you for being here for me. Lost my grandma a few days ago. That sucks, Christian. Uh, I'm sorry about that. I, I know what that's, I've been through that. I went through it last year. Uh, it's with my granddad. So yes, I, I, it's never fun. You're always a good supporter of this podcast though. So thank you and best wishes from me. And I'm going to say all of us here at Simon is Pro Wrestling Podcast. It's just me. But that counts. So you get it. Dane Berryman in the super chat. He says, hello from Australia. Love the content. That's brilliant, Dane. You're in flipping Australia. And here I am in the UK, just outside of London. I love it. I love how far this podcast has grown. Because originally it was just me in my bedroom talking into a microphone. Poorly, <laughs> I will say. Thank you, Dane. And shout out to Jeffrey Pridemore, who is a massive supporter of everything I do. So thank you, Jeffrey, as well. One more donation because you're a great dude. You're all going to make me cry today. Look at the amount of love that we've got in the room. I don't really cry. I watched Toy Story 4 the other day. Another cheap plug. If you go to my YouTube channel right now, such as Simon, I did a Toy Story 4 review. I don't even know why. I just had an hour to kill. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do a Toy Story review. It's rare that I have an hour. I just wanted to try. I wanted to put myself out of my comfort zone because I don't do film reviews. It died on its ass. <laughs> so if you do want to go and watch it, please do. But I enjoyed doing it. And that's the, uh, that, that's the main thing. Uh, Colin Wright. Hey, Simon. Hope you're well. Is it possible that Stomping Grounds was the best pay-per-view this year? Even the stuff people hated, example being the Rollins, Becky team and Lacey being the ref, made complete sense. Well, it's not the best pay-per-view this year in terms of all the pay-per-views. But yes, it's probably one of the better WWE shows. And I agree, you don't have to like what WWE did, but it did make sense. And as we are quick to jump down their throats for that, we should give them some respect. Uh, how about a real couples of WWE mixed tag team tournament? Oh my gosh, you've listed them all. So we've got Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch. We've got Belair and Ford. We've got Ricochet and Katzano. We've got Rowan Logan. It's true. We've got Cross and Killian Dane. Flair Andrade, Black Vega, Gargano, LeRae, Brian and Bree, Peyton and Dillinger. <laughs> oh, wait, lol, yeah. Uh, Cena, Nikki, Jimmy and Nomi, uh, Sasha and that makeup guy. <laughs> That's good, Colin. That's good. Miz and Maurice, Mike and Maria, Triple H and Steph, Bliss and Murphy, Ronda and the MMA guy. His name is Travis... 
Brown, uh, Lana and Rusev, my Kim and Keith Lee, Strong and Shafir, Tyson and Natty. Colin, that is a flipping great idea. Everybody would hate it, but there's an idea in there. I, I respect it. I, I, I respect that math. Let's do it. Let's have a fun, stupid tournament. Don't know like tournaments. Vincent Man don't like it, but he does like real life relationships. Interesting. Interesting. Good stuff, man. Uh, Colin also says, with Disney acquiring both Marvel and Fox and Marvel proper gaining access to the characters they lost, X-Men, Fantastic Four, Deadpool, etc. How and when would you integrate the X-Men into the larger MCU? Not a wrestling question, Colin. I will answer that on my Thursday show, Why With Simon Miller. Cheap plug, 1pm this Thursday. Come join me, Why With Simon Miller, live on YouTube, on Spotify, on iTunes, and all that stuff. We'll talk about it, I promise. Uh, Thomas Sutton, is Shane really going to be WWE champion by the end of the year? Well, look... It- it it has got it has got to the point that he could yes i was almost going to do a y video about this but i feel like the samoa joe thing has delayed that a little bit but i can see a world maybe not now with the undertaker come back as well i think at one point plans on the table were probably for shane mcmahon to beat kofi kingston for the wwe title and roman reigns to then get that off shane mcmahon it puts roman reigns back on champion he'd be beating someone we're all desperate to see lose the belt which is probably why wwe was over featuring him to begin with and it ends that feud so it does tick a lot of boxes i don't necessarily think that's not going to happen i think he'd still be on the cards it may just have been delayed if it's not happening at SummerSlam, i could honestly see that happening at wrestlemania don't want it don't think it's a good idea, but I can see it. So potentially. Jacob Donnelly in the super chat, hand on heart, says, do you think Bray should have a new finisher? Yes, I think so. I think anything you can do um, to disassociate from the Bray Wyatt before is good. He's got a new character. He looks a little bit different. He's lost some weight. Uh, you know, he's, 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 he's playing up to the things that he used to play up to differently. So why even remind anybody of what happened before, you know? Just, yeah, start afresh, start anew. It's not like the Sister Abigail was anything too incredible. It was okay. Yeah, it was all right. But I think if you can come up with something new, you should do it. Bring him in strong. Bring him in different. I, I, I agree. I mean, I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. James uh, Lenan says, what were your thoughts on the new advert structure on Raw? It made the product a lot more watchable in the early hours of the morning, but there seemed to be a lot of less actual wrestling, which I don't feel great about. Well, if you liked it, James, good for you. I just thought... You could see how convoluted and confusing it made everything as they tried to retroactively fit wrestling around adverts. Uh, but we talked about that, so I'll, I'll, I'll gloss over it. Uh, Nick Palmer. So the developers that make 2K wrestling games said they want to make a second game. They did. This was a couple of months ago. We started speculation that it could be an AEW game. No, it's 100% not. It's another... I, I can't get into it too much. It's another WWE game. They just It's, it's Raw and SmackDown. They just want to have a product that can compete with theirs because right now the you know the WWE video game landscape is quite barren so that's all it is it's not an AEW game 2k and WWE have a relationship they would never allow for that to happen again it'd be a conflict of interest it is not an AEW game doesn't mean that an AEW game isn't in the works but it's not being made by 2k and I'd rather it wasn't if we're going to get an AEW game I want something brand new to get someone else to do it uh, you said, I don't think it will be. I don't think 2K would rock the boat. They can't. They've got a contract. It's impossible. And then you say, who could you see picking up the license and making an AEW video game? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. There's probably not anybody. Not, I don't see an EA or an Activision. Unless it gets huge, EA would probably do it. Maybe Ubisoft, they sometimes take chances. But I would rather it was made under the radar from all of that. All those big companies are getting bogged down with all kinds of craziness with microtransactions. So I think that it would be best to stay away from them. But I do think AEW will get a game. I mean, the fact that Kenny Omega is there, who's well into video games. I know the Young Bucks are. I mean, Cody Rhodes is obsessed with Zelda. He often has Zelda, you know, marks on his boots and stuff. Of course, it makes perfect sense in the world. The way they announced they were going to be on TNT was with that image that looked like um, WrestleMania 2000 or No Mercy. So they absolutely will. The question is when. And you don't need to get in too early. That was one of the problems with ECW. Maybe they jumped into that too quick. Um... Where am I? Sean Daniels, my man. I'm really happy to see Ricochet succeed. He was the best part of Stomping Grounds. However, what do you think of the back and forth between Seth Rollins and Will Ospreay? Well, we discussed that. Um, look, it's fun. It's just Twitter. It doesn't. It doesn't uh, affect on the storylines. Doesn't affect on Raw. Doesn't affect on SmackDown. It's just two wrestlers going at it, and we as wrestling fans are always going to enjoy that. Especially when you've got Seth Rollins, who is the top guy in WWE, and you've got Will Ospreay, who right now is arguably the best best wrestler in the world, and getting ready for the G1 climax. Uh, Sonny 
Horizons. Oh, I get it. Sunny Horizons. <laughs> Good. In the super chat. I'd love to see you in NXT UK and beyond. Big fan. Well, I would love that too, my friend. Whether it ever happens, I don't know. But as I always say, when it comes to my wrestling journey, we take it match by match. We take it month by month. We take it day by day. I'm just enjoying the experience. I'm a lucky boy because not only do I get to do that wrestling, uh, which again, I'm doing on, on Saturday, obviously. And I'm wrestling all throughout the summer. Keep an eye on my Twitter at Simon316. I'm going to be in London, Southampton, Slough, uh, Portsmouth, loads of places. You know, not only do I get to do that, but I get to do this. I get to do what culture. I've got other projects going on. I'm very lucky. I'm going to continue to smash them all. And thank you so much for supporting me. Again, that's why I really, really, really appreciate everybody that puts money into that Patreon because it allows me to do all of this stuff and it keeps me motivated and it keeps me inspired. So I meant to have a list of patrons today to read out and I haven't got them, but I will start doing that in the future because I just want to thank you as much as possible. Sean says in the super chat, good morning, you sexy bald bastard. I'll take it. I'll take a compliment. Rub my ego. Good morning, Sean. Hope you're doing well. Hope you have a good morning as well. It's like just coming up to 2 p.m. here. So I'm going to guess you're across the, across the other side of the world, uh, which, I, which I always enjoy. Some people in the chat are saying... Aren't I meant to be doing ups and downs in seven minutes? Yeah, I'll be there. 2 p.m. over on What Culture Wrestling. That's how it works. We finish here. You log off. Then you type in What Culture WWE. Or you go to your subscriptions. You click ups and downs. And we do that. I'll even be wearing this top. Don't worry about it. We got it down. That's how it works. It's like your, your pre-show for ups and downs on What Culture. And we get into everything. I'll take some teases. I've rebranded, rebranded Extreme Rules. You've got my reaction to Samoa Joe becoming the number one contender. You've got me showing Shane McMahon what I'm going to do if he keeps doing the best in the world thing. It's all there. What Cold Dressing 2PM BST. Make sure you check it out. Raw ups and downs. It's going to be fun. Uh, I hope. Maybe maybe you won't like it. I don't know. That's something. That, that That's a thing, you know. That That's a thing. I, I pride myself on trying to outdo myself each and every week, I guess, is a good way. And sometimes, you know, you get a bit worried. You watch it back as you're clipping it together. You're like, oh, man, maybe this sucks. No one ever talks about that, do they? Like, I know it's just, I know I'm having fun and I get to review Raw, which is amazing in itself. But you want to do a good job and you want to raise the bar and you want to keep raising the bar. And sometimes like, oh man, maybe I didn't, maybe I didn't raise the bar today. So, you know, there you go. Just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there. Right, let's answer a couple of more questions. Again, if you definitely want your answers, if you definitely want it answered, you can throw it in the super, the super, super chat. But Thomas said, is Shane, re- oh no, we've done that one. Is Shane really going to win the, well, yeah, probably we've, <laughs> We've established. Colin says, would people be as hyped for AEW if WWE didn't exist and therefore AEW didn't get to play the we're at least not them card? I mean, I think there is something to that because people have wanted an alternative for a while. But also people like Cody Rhodes, they like Katie Omega, they like the Young Bucks, they like John Moxley, they like Hangman Page, they like Chris Jericho. It's got wrestlers that they like and they are offering something different. So yeah, it always ties in. Like, you know, if you enter a different reality where someone like WWE doesn't exist, maybe AEW doesn't have the momentum that they would have otherwise. But again, I I get those questions and they're fun questions to answer. But it's like when people say this Batman game would be rubbish without Batman in it. You know, yeah, he's in it. And the reason that Batman brings so much to a video game is because of the lore, is because of the history, is because of the mood that you can bring in all the gadgets, the tools or Alfred or whatever. So, um, you know, it, it all ties in and it, and, it, and it all counts. And again, it's always cool to have that conversation. But I find it weird that when you... I'm specifically talking about the Batman Rocksteady games. People go, if Batman wasn't in this, I would knock the point off. And like, going, well, that's like saying if I wasn't breathing right now, I'd be dead. But you are breathing. So why are you even thinking about it? But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Why are we talking about Batman? <laughs> I have no idea. Right, we've got, we've got a few minutes left. So please do uh, ask any, uh, any final questions. I will just say thank you again uh, for joining me. Again, patreon.com forward to Simon316 is how you can support should you wish. If not, because you don't have the cash, just give my YouTube channel a subscribe. That's all I ask. It's youtube.com forward slash the Miller Report rules or you can search Simon Miller on YouTube. Find my picture. It's me in my wrestling, my old wrestling gear, but still it's got a big Simon written behind it, which is one of the reasons that I changed it. Give me a follow on Twitter and Instagram. That's free at SimonMiller316. And again, on the Patreon, if you want something physical, you can. You can come on this podcast. You can get a t-shirt. You can get a personalized message. You can get a postcard. Uh, you can join my weekly Q&A. So you do get something for your money. Um, or if you want something bigger, you can go to signmiller.bigcartel.com. New signed 8x10s are released now. Me looking very stern and angry with a big Y sign behind me. Plus, I got T-shirts and all that kind of jazz. And a shout out to Timothy Jones in the Super Chat who said, almost missed you live and that would have been a brown down. What is up, Simon? All is good, my friend, Timothy. That's what's... It's always up. It's never down. It's always up. I find it amazing. Don't forget the brown down used to be called the frown down because I didn't want to insinuate that I was crapping over wrestling. But then people crapped over me. So I just thought, ah, screw it. 
I'm going to call it the Brown Down. And I called it the Brown Down. It's the Brown Down. We haven't given a Brown Down or a Golden Up for a long time. People get mad about that. They're like, why hasn't he given one? Because it makes it more special. There's been nothing on TV that has been so shockingly bad or so amazingly good that it deserves it. But maybe SmackDown smashes it out. Maybe there's one on Raw. Maybe AEW Fighter Fest does it. You just don't know. But you'll find out. The only way to find out is to watch Ups and Downs on What Culture Wrestling. Look at that. Cheap plugs right there. Right. What Culture Ups and Downs for Raw does start in three minutes. So as soon as we're finished here, make sure you head across to that. Join me live in the chat. And we'll go through the show and we'll have a good time. Or hopefully we will. You just never know. But otherwise, yeah, make sure you go check out the other stuff on my YouTube channel right now. Uh, we did a retro show yesterday for the hell of it. There's a Toy Story 4 review. Because again, I was just challenging myself creatively. There's a bunch of stuff. I'm not going to run through it. You can check out my last wrestling match with Martin Kirby over on Defiant Wrestling's YouTube channel. Just search for that. And yeah, this Saturday, Northumbria Students Union in Newcastle, me versus Nathan Cruz, ups and downs match. I hope I see you uh, soon. Quick shout out to that guy in the comments who says they feel bad for Drew McIntyre right now. I agree. He hasn't won a pay-per-view match all year and he had all the potential in the world. He still does, but he's slowly being turned into Bray Wyatt where he talks a good game, but he's never allowed to win a match and on that note i'll give you a salute thank you so much for watching thank you so much for joining me as always it genuinely means the world i look forward to this every single week catch uh, the second episode of the week with a patron you can come on as well if you'd like to soon and that's it yeah i love you all take care have good tuesdays have good weeks believe in yourself believe in each other all that jerry springer bullshit and that's it i'm out